1: Hi, this is Mike Rogers with another great Welsh Wire conversation. Now, here's Sherry Welsh. Hey, welcome back to the Welsh Wire. So glad to have you with us today. We are talking with my friend, Amy Ritsema. Amy is the owner of Onsite Wellness in beautiful Grand Rapids. And, Amy, welcome back to the Welsh Wire. Thanks, Sherry. It's great to be here. I'm so excited. It's good to see your face, and it's great to have you back again. You were a guest with us some time ago. Long time ago. Yeah, and we see each other on a regular basis through some of our SPAM Leadership Council events, but you and I connected in a really fun and really unexpected way a few months ago and started (laughs) chatting about how life is. And we're like, wait a minute. You know, we start talking about this whole war for talent thing. And, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Winning the war for talent with wellness. Because you brought up an idea at that point in time that I had never really considered. But I thought, hey, this is a great concept that we want to kind of flesh out today. So Amy, yeah. for our, view, our listeners who have not heard from you before and don't know you, tell us a little bit about you and Onsite Wellness and what you guys sure. do.
0: Yeah, so um, I'm Amy Ritzma. I co own Onsite Wellness. I have a business uh, partner that uh, we run uh, on-site Wellness. Believe it or not, just recently we figured out we're in year 15, approaching 15 years of business. So awesome. that kind of got hidden over the last year. I think we just, it, it just kind of happened, right?
1: Snuck but, up on you. I know. Yeah, it
0: did totally snuck up on us, but that's okay. We're super excited about it. But we work to provide well-being solutions uh, for organizations around the state of Michigan and beyond. So really partnering with organizations to unlock the potential of their employees and bringing them well-being solutions that not only um, make for better employees, but better businesses.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And I love the idea that it's more than just wellness right now. We all have a concept of what wellness is, but it's about well being. It is. It's a bigger picture. It is. And we'll we'll talk about that a little bit more too, because I'm sure already folks are saying what, I don't get the difference. Like, what does that mean? I don't
0: understand. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Everyone right now is talking about talent acquisition issues. I mean, I, I, don't I mean? We hear that. That's what you and I started chatting about. You know, that day that we we reconnected, and how hard it is to find good people right now. And you know, we all know that that's an issue. But I think you and I both take the approach that we're rather than just talking about the problems, we're much more interested in helping companies find solutions. Right? Like right. the services you do. much like, do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> both of us. I mean quit talking about the problem. Let's find a solution. We might have one, right? And you had a really interesting thought about that. And that that conversation is what led to us coming together today, because you have an idea for something our listeners can do that will help them attract and retain really talented employees. And it has to do with wellness. So tell us about that, Amy.
0: Right. So when you really think about retention and recruitment, so much of it is about how do I as an employee feel at the organization I'm working, right? So when we feel cared for, then we have more, we're more apt to stay, we're more apt to give. Uh, And so when I think about like well-being culture and retention and recruitment, I think really hard about how do I feel as an employee within this organization? Mm And that well-being culture is such a key, can be such a key aspect in that. And Mm -hmm. if we can get that feeling and that culture within an organization, I'm all in, right? And I think more than anything, in the last 18 months, people are really getting a feel for how how do I fit into this culture in this organization? And I think that's what we're starting to see. And the rumors we're starting to hear and the rumblings on top of not being able to find workers. There's also a lot of rumblings around this. I heard somebody call it the hiring tsunami, which sounds really scary, you know, but it it does, but
1: that is what they're, that is what they're calling it. It's so, Right. Because
0: how many people are going to look back on the last 18 months and go, how was I treated over the last 18 months? That's right. And if it wasn't a caring, empathetic, well-being type culture, they're going to go look. This is the time. So I think we're going to see a lot of shifting of positions as well. So how are you going to hold on to your good ones and attract the good ones who are out there looking? I mean, obviously, right. we want to find the good ones who
1: want to move, right? Right, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and we'll talk a little bit more about some tactics and how yeah. to watch that. But, you know, I think it's important to note, too, that that well-being culture, you know, it, it's important in retention, but it's also important in attraction. I mean, sometimes that does get missed that you are you are establishing your culture with a prospective candidate from the very first contact that you make with them. Absolutely. The emails you send, the phone calls, how you communicate, how you follow up, how welcoming you are to them when they arrive. Do you provide them with a, you know, a cool glass of water or soda or a cup <laughs> of coffee when they come in? You know, does, or is there a receptionist? Does anybody greet them and, and talk to them while they're waiting to be seen? I mean, all the different touch points that happen in that early phase mm-hmm. of attracting and interviewing a candidate is all part of your well-being culture too. So it's so so interesting. And you mentioned something too about you know employee satisfaction. Right. Um, you know that employee satisfaction is really um, about you know being passionate about your job and being happy and liking your job. But it's a super important component of employee engagement. Which we know from HR circles. Anyone who's listening right now, is in HR? You know, employee engagement is the ticket to success. I mean, this is the standard by which successful companies are measured. You want high employee engagement scores because you know that when you do that, first of all, you got happy, you know, employees who stay. Your turnover is low. Right. But your company's running like a top, man. You're you're running in top right. performance.
0: Yeah. So I love this definition and I'm going to read it because I'm going to get it wrong otherwise. So this is what I love. So um, a definition of workplace well-being. All right. So with that, it's um, creating an environment to promote a state of contentment, which allows an employee to flourish and achieve their full potential for the benefit of themselves and their organization. Yeah. So when we think about that, if if we have an environment that promotes contentment, yeah. That's going to be huge because not only am I content at my job, that means I'm not looking. That's right. That means I'm buying in when I'm there, I'm present at my job. Yep. I am going to give more to that organization. I am yep. going to uh, be all in. Right. When I'm all in, then my customer service is all in. My going above and beyond when I need to is going to be all in. Um, like you mentioned, I'm happier at work because I'm content there. Yeah. Right. And so it's that retention. We all know how much money it costs to replace somebody. Right. Like, correct me. Thousands, if like, thousands. Uh, it's like the salary and a half or something by the time you like
1: find somebody and train them and replace somebody. It's, it's crazy. It's astronomical. Yeah. No, no one wants turnover. Right. So you want, you want to keep the good folks that you have. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And and I would argue that, you know, a, a highly engaged, highly satisfied employee. I mean, that, that attitude and that spirit is contagious in the office much like that of a dissatisfied. I was gonna
0: employee. say that one bad egg, right? Yep. That that kind of cause all the causes all yep. the ripples.
1: So but listen, it, if we're gonna have something catch hold in the office, we want highly satisfied and engaged employees to catch hold and right. to be the DNA of our culture for right. sure.
0: For you know, if if I'm happy where I work, who's your best who's your best recruiter?
1: Yeah, right. Right, and you know, interesting you bring that up because um, employee referrals are the number one source of hire for companies right now. So once again, if you are not taking good care of your employees, do you really think that they're going to refer and bring their friends and neighbors and family members to the, heck no, they're not, not going to recommend it. Not even if you're
0: going to give me cash, am I going to tell a friend That's right. to go work there, even if it means I'm going to make a hundred bucks,
1: right? That's Right. Yeah. Yeah. All these things are true. And, you know, I guess if we need to share any anecdotal evidence, you shared um, some information about employee benefit news on a survey that was done. I did. So I want to say it was
0: a couple years ago, but it was really interesting that they had a survey that said, even if people don't participate in a wellness program at your organization, they still will stay there for that reason. Which I find super interesting. And I really kind of thought about that for a little. I'm like, okay, but they're not participating. So what does that mean? But when you think about, again, just that caring, empathetic culture, maybe I don't need the wellness program, maybe I'm not really in a position where I want to participate right now. But the fact that I know it's there. And the fact that I know that I could participate has an impact. It says something about the organization, even if I choose not to participate.
1: Right. Isn't that so interesting?
0: Yeah. I think it's awesome because we never get full participation in any, you know, in any program. There's always going to be those people who don't want to participate, but that doesn't mean they're not paying attention that it's there.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. That is a really fascinating thing. That's great. So for those who have those kind of programs in place... You know and in the midst of tightening our belts, like many of us have done, you know, throughout uh, the time of the pandemic, that's obviously a program that if anyone's considered right. cutting, maybe they should think twice about because it turns out it might just mean more to your employees than what you realize, it even if they can't use it yeah. right now. In the long run, it might pay off, right? Yep. yep, yep, exactly. So, you know, really, the biggest part of getting a good understanding of that well being culture is really dialing in to what that means. So, you know, let's talk about that a little bit more, Amy. I mean, tell us what really what defines well-being culture.
0: Right. So well-being culture. So a lot of times when we talk wellness, people are thinking, oh, we're going to do a water challenge. We're going to do a steps challenge. And those are all great. We really want people to practice those healthy habits. They're fun. They can be um, a rewarding thing to do as an organization. We can have fun competitions. That helps, you know, promote good camaraderie, right? Again, adding to the culture. But you gotta think a. I really like it when we can think bigger picture. So when I think about well-being culture, it's about anything that's going to help me as an employee with my overall well-being. So I think um, SPAM actually put out a survey, and this again was probably a couple years ago but they talked about some of the benefits that people are looking for. And they included things like student loan repayments and identity theft protection. And um, believe it or not, this was prior to COVID flexible work schedules. Right. So, and hasn't that become like a huge thing for people? For sure. Um, you know, it's interesting. I was talking to a group, And they were all remote and she was surveying them about coming back to work. And out of the hundred people who surveyed, answered the survey,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: only one wanted to go back to full-time in the office. Oh, wow. And I thought that was really significant. And then there were a handful that said, no, I don't want to come back at all. And there were various reasons for that. But out of, I mean, this is obviously one company, but out of a hundred people, probably ninety said, I want to continue this kind of at home, at the office kind of combo thing.
1: Right, right. The and, hybrid or flexible model that what does you does know, that say?
0: I mean, we have really grown accustomed to being able to go out at lunch and water our flowers or change right. the laundry, or I need to run my kids to the doctor and being able to balance our lives in a different way than we used to. And so to me, that's well-being. Right. That's that has a lot to do, you know, financial stuff when it comes to student loan repayments with all of the young workers coming into. And I'm not saying this has to happen, but I'm just saying helping our younger employees with their um, financial well-being is going to be huge moving forward. How are we helping people in all areas of well-being, not just our physical health? Right. Mental health is huge right now. How are we doing that? To me, that kind of Work-life balance, that helps with my mental well-being.
1: Sure does. Right? Yes, so
0: it sure even, does. Oh, flexible work schedule. What does that have to do with well-being? That's a lot to do with well-being. It helps yeah. me with my stress management, helps me with my mental health, allows me to do other things that I need to do and balance so that I can be all in at work and I can also be in at home right? In whatever way works for me. So that's kind of how I like to try to get people to understand that this well-being picture is is bigger, right? That's the programs we're offering, which are great and serve a
1: fantastic purpose. But think big picture. Yeah, and and it's holistic too, Right. right? I mean, it encompasses so many other things than what, as you say, you know, eating carrots and you know, how much water right. did you drink? And how many steps did you get in last week? Like, right. it's so much bigger than that. And and as you say, encompasses some things you might not have ever thought of before. Right.
0: I always joke about um, dry cleaning. Now, I, I can't use this joke anymore because I don't know who's going to dry cleaners anymore. In fact, I think <laughs> saw the one down the street from me is now closed, which, you know, I'm like, oh, I didn't even think about dry cleaners as, you know, but people were like, how is getting dry cleaning pick up and drop off in an office wellness? And I'm like, it's work life balance. It's yeah. one last thing that I have to do, it's stress management, right? I got to come up with a new example because I'm not sure dry cleaning. <laughs> we've all changed our, our work um, wardrobe. So I, I, I got to come up with a new one, but it's still. Right,
1: right. But the, but the point is, I mean, that it, yeah. it's part of what you offer in terms of benefits correct that make the employees work life experience so much more rich right, right? because exactly. you simplify it and ease it for them and uh, and these become sticking points for why they don't want to leave they also become attraction points for why they might want to join you, right? Absolutely. So they're getting a good feeling from the very first phone call with you, from the invitation to interview, from the moment they step into your lobby, the people that they meet. Now you roll out a benefits package that backs up right. everything you've already demonstrated in real life about how you care for them. Mm-hmm. The weighing out multiple offers as most good candidates are these days. These are the kind of items well-being culture related items that gonna pop you right. to the top of and the how and how the do you office. show those to even get them in the door
0: right like are you promoting these types of things on your social media is it on your website so is true. it out there for me to even be attracted to your company right um That's what types point. of things are you talking about like are you promoting this family environment are you promoting this fun environment mm-hmm. i know for me Um, When we talk to candidates, they're like, Oh, we love what we see on your social media. It looks like you have such a cool place to work. Okay. Well, isn't that what you want to hear? Right? Exactly. Spend that time and that energy on social media and your website. But are you only promoting the product or are you also promoting your people?
1: That's right. Yeah. I mean, everyone has to have a careers page that doesn't just list all their openings. Right. Right. But really talks about what it's like to work there a day in the life and some testimonials. Yeah. Folks, a glimpse into that.
0: Yeah. Why do you like working culture is like?
1: Yeah, Yeah, for For sure. sure. And, you know, it seems to Amy, like it's probably a good idea if you're a well-established company and you think things are going well to sit down with a cross-section of your employees from every different area, depending on your size, right? You might need to work at getting the right folks in the room, but to hear from them about what matters to them. Because you may believe that you've had this dialed in, but now as we come to our post-pandemic world, as you say, a lot of things have shifted. So what mattered before, like the dry cleaners, maybe doesn't matter today. But what didn't matter so much before, flexible work schedules do. So it might be a great time, too, to take inventory. Absolutely. Of those things and, and hear from your employees what is it they want or need. How can you make this well-being culture even better?
0: Right. And my I always have my caveat to that. Make sure you're ready to listen and don't lead them. Um, If you lead them in those conversations then you have to be like, if you say you're willing to offer this, then you're going to have to offer that if that's what they want. So, you know, opening up. I love not leading when we do those types of surveys and actually allowing them to have a conversation. And sometimes it's super helpful to bring in an outside person to maybe run some of that. I don't care who that is, but get that third party to do those focus groups or that survey for you, so that you can get some honest feedback. I, that's a great suggestion. Yeah, you know that way it's not like I can't say that. You know, human resources is in the room. I can't. You know,
1: right? Oh yeah. Depend. And, and if it's a leader in an organization, I can't tell the boss that X X X. I don't like this or I want that. Yeah, right. for sure. For and sure. But right. yeah, I think you know, and that's. That comes down to are you as a
0: leadership team open to listening and making some of those changes if you can? Um, and then addressing why you can't. I think right. that's important too. I mean if if there is a reoccurring something and for some business reason, you cannot do that, I mean you have to explain yourself, right?
1: Yeah, you sure do. <laughs> that you gotta you, you gotta be honest yeah. and transparent about that process, which right. you're able to do. And if not, why not? Right. Yeah. And and folks, I think folks can understand that too. Yeah. yeah uh, and honest. and it's it's a it's work, you know. But if you need if you as a as a business owner or leader need help on the you know, the care and well being culture side of things, I mean, you can find someone to help you with this. Obviously, your business is a great example of that. Um I think the thing that we want to make sure our listeners take away is that this takes time, Right, the change won't happen overnight, but it can have a huge lasting impact in your talent, attraction and retention. There's no time like the present to get it started, to get that. Difference right.
0: You know, started. it's really interesting. I listened to a podcast over the weekend while I was gardening, right? doing all the things. And it, I, I highly recommend it. I'm just going to give a plug out there. It was a Simon oh, yeah. Sinek, Brene Brown conversation. And I apparently Simon Sinek has a new book coming out and it was all about finite versus infinite thinking. And it really was kind of fascinating because from a business standpoint, we get so caught up in the numbers like this, this has to be done this quarter this has to be done, this, this is what we have to hit at the end of the year. And it, it's very finite thinking. And when we do that, it leaves the people a little bit behind. Yes. And so when I was listening to that, and kind of trying to apply it to what we do, right you know, and creativity and people and how people are what's going to drive your business and make you successful. That's right. Um, it's not necessarily the dollar figures because if the leader is only focusing on the dollar figures, when they leave, there's nothing left. What True. what is the business when right. when that leader then you know moves on to the next thing? So, I mean, that was there. There was a lot more to it. I highly recommend it, but I'm I'm just saying it was just that's what caught me from the standpoint of how does well being and a caring culture and Fit into this infinite thought process that nothing's bad, you know. No, nothing that's happened is necessarily a negative. It's it's just the next thing that's happening, and it's going to. So, as an organization, when you think about um, a well-being culture and a, a caring culture there's no wrong answer. It's just going to lead you down the path to bigger and better things when it comes to that. If that's your goal, each step's going to bring you closer to what that is.
1: Right. And so, and and your point is start the journey, right? I mean, start, start start one step at a time and there's no, there's no right or wrong. There's no prescribed way to do it, but start the journey because it matters. It will make a difference and it won't have immediate impact tomorrow, but the impact will start. The well-being culture will begin and it will get better and better over time. Over time. Yeah. So Amy, if listeners want to get a hold of you, they've heard something they really like, they want to connect with you, want some ideas or have questions, what's the best way for them to reach
0: out? Yeah, they can always reach out by phone, right? Um, My number is 616-309-2775. Email works too. And it's just Amy at onsitewellnessllc.com. Or go to our website, onsitewellnessllc.com. You can find me there.
1: Perfect. Perfect. Well, Amy, thank you so much for being our guest today. Amy Amy Ritzema is the co-owner of Onsite Wellness in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And uh, we are thrilled to have her today talking about how we can win the war for talent with wellness. And we're going to do it, Amy. We're going to do do it. it. Let's do it. Thanks, Sherry. Thank you
0: thank you for listening to the welsh wire we hope you'll join us for the next episode for more information visit welshandassociates.net